Hello, welcome to This Week in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the podcast for allsportsdiscussion.com. This is Jeff, and one of your podcast co-hosts, and you can follow me on X or Twitter, whatever they're calling it these days, at Talkin' ACC Sports. That's at T-A-L-K-I-N A-C-C Sports. You can follow follow the uh, moderator and my podcast co-host Matthew at ASD underscore Hokey Smash. That's at ASD underscore H-O-K-I-E Smash. But he spends a lot more of his time these days at the account at All Sports D A C C. That's at A L L S P O R T S D A C C. That's the All Sports Discussion.com Twitter account or X account. Uh, I'll turn it over to our moderator, Matthew, as we begin our podcast. Yeah, and I guess it's what is it? I guess it's officially called X. So that's what we're going to start calling it. X. X marks the spot, which I think is really weird that somebody would want to call their website X. But you know what? I have a lot of theories about that. Jeff, I usually I usually ask you what what you want to plug on the website, but I'm actually going to talk today about a couple of pieces I wrote at AllSportsDiscussion.com. I know we'll get into this a little bit, but Jeff... Something seems to happen to Virginia Tech when they play in the castle. And I know you agree with this. I mean, because they the Hokies just absolutely roasted Wake Forest on Saturday. And honest and honestly, it didn't look like they were gonna actually roast Wake Forest because Wake Forest came out of the gate in the first half nine of fourteen, right? Nine of fourteen from three point line. Every freaking starter, even this even, even the center for Wake Forest. Got a three-point shot. They're big, man. And and I think he shoots like 18% from three or something like that. I mean, it's it's really it's really not great, uh, the Wake Forest Center's three-point shooting, because why? Well, because most of the time these folks are like, they should be, you know, playing inside inside, and that's you know, inside the post, and that's and that sort of thing. And um then just in the second half. The Hokies just totally obliterated Wake Forest. They 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 shot you know sixty some percent in the second half. They held Hunter Salas to like eleven points on the entire night. Which you know for a lot of guys in the ACC, I mean, if you're getting eleven points, that's pretty good. But this is a first team or team All ACC guy that's been averaging close to twenty points a game, and he didn't and and he got a lot of his points in garbage time in in Blacksburg and. It, it it it's just you have this Jekyll and Hyde program that I've seen in Blacksburg the entire year that you know at times looks really good, but I think you said it probably best just can't quite could never really quite turn the corner, and you know I I think there's a really good chance for Virginia Tech to get into the NIT. This isn't an NCAA team I mean because they can't be. I mean they'll probably be more than likely they'll win their new next next two games, but it's not a given that that's going to happen Virginia for Virginia Tech because even as bad as Louisville is, and I still expect Virginia Tech to win, but Virginia Tech hasn't really been great on the road this year at all. And they're going on the road to Louisville. I mean, I, I think they should win that game. 
but I, I but it's 50-50 on whether they they beat Notre Dame because Notre Dame is if you noticed in the last several games has gotten much better and they they become I know you've noticed this because you'll probably talk about Clemson a little bit tonight but Notre Dame's gotten a lot better the last couple last couple of games and I would say the last five or six games they've become real a, a Shrewsbury's the coach of course at Notre Dame they become a really hard-nosed physical tough team with guards that are going to drive the hoop and they play tough defense tough defense they're starting to model the situation that he had at Penn, at, at, had at Penn State, you know Penn State with folks that you know his players that are just really hard nosed and make it difficult you know difficult for others to score and that's going to be a tough game for Virginia Tech but I I think Virginia Tech will probably win both games only because Louisville really really has lost their players and that's probably the second the second piece i'm going to talk about here in just a moment but I, I expect virginia tech to beat louisville and i think there's a really good chance that virginia tech will beat notre dame at home just because the castle seems to put all the ghosts and goblins out there which would put virginia tech in the first round of or excuse me the first the first wednesday they would miss the they would miss the first day of the ACC tournament, but they'd be playing against Florida State on the Wednesday of the ACC tournament and perhaps have a good chance to win that game, but then would probably lose the next one to North Carolina. And so I, I, I think Virginia Tech has a certainly has a path to the, to the NIT, and that's where I think I see the Hokies sitting here now. But I think, as I said, I think you summed it up pretty well. Couldn't, couldn't, could, you know, saw some flashes where you saw a, a, a really good team, but just couldn't quite turn the corner on being a an, on a consistent team. I even said it in my post today that if, if they were even a below average, you know, road team, you know, and I'm, I'm talking like C minus or something like that, they'd be probably be in the NCAA tournament, but they just couldn't even get to that stage where they, we're below status. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about at the site is that I guess I'll, I'll lighten up on my open microphone because I because I'm talking about so much I so, so much that I'm writing that I wrote on the site because I for some reason I got highly motivated and started writing at the site last night uh, site at two in the morning and to, and and then, <laughs> and then later in the day was that I I watched I I watched Kenny Payne's press conference last night. And, and this morning, I should say, and last night and in this morning. And, and Jeff, I don't know if you saw it. Did you watch that 10-minute segment, Jeff? No, I, I did not see his it, uh, it was, You have to watch it. You have to watch it later because it, it, was, it, was, it was really, really bad. It was um, – <laughs> he, he, so he openly admitted to the public – I mean, I, I, I was I, I had to rewind it a couple of times, but he basically said, I'm not sure what we're doing as a coach because we can't seem to be reach, you know, we just can't seem to be reaching the players, sort of thing. And I was like, Wow, you're openly admitting to the public that your coaching tactics aren't working and you can't reach reach the players. This is a huge problem if you're if you're admitting <laughs> admitting this in a press conference that like that and it sounds, you know, it's it sounded to me like, I mean, I'm being a little figurative about this, right? That, you know, perhaps the bus track, you know, I, I didn't see any, didn't quite see any tire tracks on the, on the on on the players straight from the bus, but that but it 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 
it looked like he may have tried at least tried to have the bus go over the players in his press conference yesterday too. And I I, I don't know that he he it, it, I mean this is what is it two games left in the regular season? I, I I think if you can't reach the players by now, Jeff, you're not going to reach the players the rest of the season. And it may be, you know, you you in December called for his termination, and I kind of thought that. I mean, with Louisville's financial situation, I didn't think that they were going to get rid of him in the mid, mid of the season. I thought they were going to pull something more like a James John, James Johnson sort of thing. And I still and I still think that I still think it's going to be like the James Johnson thing, right, where you get to coach out the end of the season sort of thing. And so, but they're not really going to save too much more money if they do that, you know. And so it's it's like I said, it's probably too late to fire him now, but. If they had a new, if they had put could put the interim head head coach tag on one of the assistants for the ACC tournament, they may actually get a, a burst of energy if they had a different body, a, a different body in that seat. But Louisville can't have him that can't have him there next year because I saw somebody in that press conference, Jeff, that was noticeably, I mean, notice, noticeably and publicly lost. I think a lot of us thought that he was perhaps lost the entire year, but he kind of removed all doubt in that press conference, Jeff, over. <laughs> if you want to say something there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, 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 one of the things you can see on the end of the year is, you know, during this ACC basketball season, Louisville, Georgia Tech, and Notre Dame have, have been – your bottom three teams. They've, they've been in, they've been in the bottom three, you know, the majority of the ACC season, you've already talked about Notre Dame and how well they're starting to play. And we're going to talk more about them uh, under, under Shrewsbury, but there's a point, you know, you can see Notre Dame starting to get better. Georgia tech under Damon Stoudemire, you know, they had the big early wins. They had some huge wins earlier in the year, beating Duke, beating North Carolina, winning at Clemson, beating Mississippi State. Um, and then they went through a really rough patch. They've won three of their last four. Uh, then you get to Louisville, and they've lost five games in a row by 12, 27, 22, 25. Uh, they got within shouting distance of Syracuse, but they trailed by double digits most of that game. It was kind of a, a little run that they made at the end to get it a little bit, bit closer uh, and showed a little life. But, you know, when, when you look at what even some of the other teams at the conference, at the bottom of the conference are doing at the end of the year, I mean, they're getting better and, and they're showing those flashes that makes you think, Hey, you know, next year, you know, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech over the next couple of years, these are teams to watch. But with Louisville, it's it's absolutely dead. I I, I mean, there's just no other way to des- to describe it. I mean I, I think you, you nailed it. He he he's just in over his head. Um he he can't reach the team. He's clearly not a a very good head coach. And uh I mean, if you're Louisville, you you've got to find a way to come up with the money to move on because he's been an absolute just train wreck as a as a head coach. I mean, there's no way in the world that Louisville basketball should be in the state that it's that it's in. I mean, we're we're talking like DePaul 
levels of bad who actually uh, DePaul beat Louisville earlier this year. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, there's just no more words to describe, you know, how bad his tenure has been at Louisville and how badly they need to move on from him. The de- I, I'll be interested to see if they can handle the defensive switches and the screens and all that stuff on Virginia Tech's players when they go in there on Tuesday night, Jeff, because I'm expecting Virginia Tech to there to have a whole lot of open shots on Tuesday when they play Louisville. <laughs> I'm expecting that. I'm expecting Mike Young to to Mike Young's offense to be humping on humping on uh, on Tuesday there. So Jeff, let's get to the week that was, man. Who was your ACC team of the week, and who was the most disappointing te- team of the week? Well, we've we've already talked about them a little bit. Um, you've mentioned them. I mentioned them. Man, Notre Notre Dame, they are really starting to take the identity of you know the former Penn State coach uh, Shrewsbury. Um, you can see it in the way they play. They run. They you know they're very methodical in the half court. Just you know pass, pass, pass till they get that open shot. And you know this week they they were a major. Uh, thorn in the side of, 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 you know, two teams we thought were, we think are among the better in the ACC, uh, Wake Forest, you know, desperate, and they're going to be on the other side of this. I mean, they completely just out gutted Wake Forest in the final 10 minutes of their game earlier in the week. Uh, you know, with what Wake Forest was playing for, I mean, you would have kind of expected the opposite that Wake Forest would have been the team to dig in and say, hey, we we've got to get we've got to have this win to make sure we get in the NCAA tournament. And uh, I mean, it, it was Notre Dame that was the tougher team down the stretch. And then they come back and they followed up that victory uh, by knocking off Clemson, who had been playing really well over the last uh, two or three weeks. You know, kind of gotten back to their December form. And I know Clemson was without probably their best defender, you know, Jack Clark, and you could see. Uh, you know, Clemson struggling uh, defensively without him being in the game, but still, um, I mean, you still have got, uh, you know, you still got Gerard, you still got PJ Hall, you still got Ian Shefflin, Chase Hunter. I mean, still a really, a really good team, even without uh, Clark being available. And they did the same thing to, to Clemson. They just out toughed them down the stretch of that game. Uh, Notre Dame has no chance to reach the NCAA tournament without winning the ACC championship. And they just had a week that a team like Syracuse or NC State or even Virginia now uh, would have killed for to pick up two Q1 victories. Uh, I think maybe Wake Forest has fallen out of the top 30. So they, they lost that one. But at the time they were in the top 30 in the net and a a lot of ACC bubble teams would have killed for a, a week like that. So um, I got to give it to Notre Dame as the team of the week. Okay, let's go to your flip side. Who's the most disappointing team of the week, Jeff? Yeah, on the other side, you, you got to look at Wake Forest. Um, they they did absolutely nothing following their great victory over Duke. Um, it's almost like they kind of went into the week and, you know, played as if the work was already done. 
and and that was just the start of the the work i mean they had all this great momentum uh following following last week following that victory uh over duke and also had a really nice win over pittsburgh and then <clears throat> you go on the road you got out toughed at notre dame you know you go on the road and then you're at virginia tech and and we know virginia tech and you've talked about it you know they're like an ncaa team uh at home well if you're an ncaa team those are kind of wins that you've got to have and you know they had a big early lead in that game and they wilted down the stretch again i think that's the concerning part if you're a wake forest fan is that on the road you wilted down down a stretch at duke a couple weeks ago you wilted down a stretch against virginia uh you played well at home, beating Pittsburgh and Duke, and you wilt down the stretch against Notre Dame, wilt down the stretch at Virginia Tech. Um, you know, they went they went from solidly into the tournament to right smack on the bubble <clears throat> going into this week and uh just just disappointed in, in Wake Forest this week. Uh, I mean, they could afford to have lost one of those games, but they couldn't afford to lose both of them. And and now they are again, you know, gripping, trying to get back into, you know, into the NCAA chase. And, and you know, as our friend Matt Zemick said earlier in the week, uh, I think Steve Forbes has basically become uh, Seth Greenberg when, at Virginia Tech, you know, during his days, you know, take a great win and then follow it up with, with a week that just puts you right back where you started. That's right. That's right. I remember like trouncing Duke. I was there at that game and then, and then getting smacked around by Boston college three days later. I remember that. (laughs) I remember that. So Jeff, what ACC game are you looking forward to the next week? Uh, And again, who's on your upset alert? Yeah, this, this week it's, it's, just a great week of ACC basketball in the final week. I mean, I didn't, I, saw, I was putting down my list of, of the games that you wanted to look at. And I just kept, you know, finding myself adding this one adding the next one. And, and I was like, okay, I got to pare this down a little bit, but you know, of course you got UNC at Duke um, on Saturday. Um, and that, that, that one's going to be two top 10 teams. Uh, UNC still has an outside shot at a number one seed. Um, I, I think Duke is, is, you know, they've, they've, I think, I do think they have an outside chance at one. It's a little bit of a stretch uh, because you've got Houston, Purdue and UConn who almost, there's almost nothing that could knock them off their number one seed. And you still got to get past Arizona. Um, Tennessee is really coming on lately. So it's going to be hard to push into a number one seed. I think either either for either one of them, but I, I think they still have an outside chance. And you knock if Duke knocks off UNC, wins the ACC title. I mean, they're going to be in that discussion, and you know that's just that's just going to be a a great matchup there. That you know game day is going to be there. Um, it, it's a game I think Duke can can win actually i feel like they're playing a little bit better right now than north carolina uh who who has shown some gaps defensively and i i think duke has a really great shot at winning that game in cameron 
Um, so, of course, looking forward to that one. Uh, Clemson at Wake Forest. <clears throat> uh, th- this this is a must win for, for Wake Forest. Um, th- the past week made it necessary for them to to probably have to go 2-0 and in, in the week to feel safe going into the ACC tournament. And, you know, Clemson's, uh, they, they did lose at Notre Dame, but but they're going to be fine. They're in the tournament. Um, it's just a matter of where they'll be seated. So that's that's a game um, you really want to see if Wake Forest, who has been a lot better at home than on the road, can come through and, and get a much-needed victory. And so then you start looking at the upsets. Um, uh, you got Florida State at, at Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I think Florida State is not coming into to, to that game playing very well. And I do expect Pittsburgh to to win that game, but it's still, you know, Leonard Hamilton, they still got a lot of size uh, on Florida State team, on, on, on that team. And if, if Pitt's caught looking ahead, um, you know, to the end of the, to the season, they, they can't overlook Florida State because they've, they've got to sweep their last two games, uh, too, I believe, to feel pretty good going into the ACC tournament. I think that if they win their last two, I feel like Pittsburgh is going to be uh, very close to locking up a bid. So they've got Florida State and they got NC State. And either one of those games, either one of those teams, Florida State or NC State, if if, if you're off of your game, you could get upset and Pitt cannot afford to lose either one of those. Uh, then you look at Georgia Tech at Wake Forest. You know, how much is Wake Forest? Are they going to be able to handle the pressure of, of having their backs against a wall? Um, and I've got Georgia Tech on here twice because they could really uh, throw a wrench in a couple teams' NCAA bids. I got them at Wake Forest and at Virginia. And, and you know, we know about Georgia Tech this year. Um, you know, they're capable of beating, you know, anyone they, they step on the floor with, also capable of losing anyone that they step on the floor with. But they're playing with a little bit of confidence right now. You know, they went down to Miami and won. They they took care of Florida State in a, in a game that was not as close in the second half as even the final score uh, indicated. You know they knocked off Syracuse. You know where would Syracuse be right now? You know had they had they beat uh, Georgia Tech as well as they're playing over the last few weeks? I mean they're 19 and 10. Uh, I think they are yeah 11 and 8 in the conference and have won. Their last four games, five of their last six, their only loss at Georgia Tech. If they if they had won at Georgia Tech, you'd really be thinking about Syracuse being on the bubble. Um, you know they got to go on the road to play at Clemson on Tuesday night. I mean, if they can get that win, I mean, you, I still think they're a little bit too far off the radar. Um, you know, I think they're going to have to win a couple games in the ACC tournament, even with a Clemson win. But that's something to keep in an eye on. And then that was my other game, you know, uh, Syracuse at Clemson. When you got a score like Mintz and you saw it at Clemson a, a few weeks ago when, when Horn went off from NC state and Clemson really struggled defensively with him. Well, Mintz can do a lot of this, you know, he can score at that level in a, in a similar way. And Clemson's not that great of a defensive team. If Clark is still out, um, you know, Syracuse is going to go in there, is going to go in there desperate, and that's a game Clemson needs to to be ready for. 
Oh, you're absolutely right. See, and and if if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, you know the seat, you know the seating better than me. But I mean, there, there's that's also a seating implication game for the ACC tournament. And if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? I mean, they obviously all are. But I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that like double. Yeah, because right now, um, I think you've you've got Syracuse in that fourth position, and. Uh, you know, it's maybe a topic for another time, but I, I think you got to look at, uh, you know, Autry, the head coach there at Syracuse, and, and I think he's deserving of some coach of the year votes. Um, if they go in there and knock off uh, Clemson on Tuesday night, they're going to get a double bye. Yes. And, you know, they're going into the ACC tournament. I, I just, you know, the thing is, it's with that that net of theirs. It's it's so high right now. It's 84 um, you know, you knock off if you win at Clemson, you might get it into the 70s. I mean, I think I think they're going to have to at least get that into the 60s to really be on the bubble. Um, I mean, like I said, if they could have that Georgia Tech game back, um, they would be in in such better shape. And then that's, you know, Georgia Tech could can throw that same kind of wrench into Wake Forest or Virginia this week if, if, if those two teams are not ready. Absolutely. I mean, because we, what did I say? And I, I talked about this with Will. It's, it all depends on which GT team shows up, right? I mean, because if it's the one that showed up against Virginia Tech, well, then, then, you know, nobody has anything to worry about. But if it's the one that showed up against Duke or North Carolina, you you know it could it could cause some deep deep trouble for teams looking for uh, for looking for uh, future postseason postseason chances and that sort that's that sort of thing here. Jeff, let's get on here, man. Let's go on to uh, the national games. What are you looking forward to on the national? Yeah, there's there's a ton of games too. I was looking at nationally with bubble implications, national. And seed. I love that one of them's uh, on Peacock. I'm sorry, that's just terrible that that's on Peacock. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I had to put that on there. Um, you know, a game that I definitely would have watched um, if I could find it, you know, Purdue at Illinois. Uh, I mean, Purdue is, is going to get a number one seed, but you really would want to see how they could handle the environment at Illinois. Unfortunately, no one's going to be able to see the game, which is a um, – I tell you what, the, the, and we've mentioned it on the blog, the Big Ten's basketball coverage with their new deal is it's just absolutely atrocious. I mean, you can't find a Big Ten basketball game almost anywhere. Um, you know, this whole year they've had a couple of their better games on CBS, but I mean, they just they they've made it's such a disservice to such a good basketball league that you they are just like all over the place on streaming. They're never on TV. Um, yeah, just I mean, I, I guess they got their big media rights checks. But the exposure level of their basketball is just—it's just horrible. It's so bad, and I mean, there's—I I looked probably four or five times at this year at a, at a Big Ten basketball game that I normally would have watched if it had just been on ESPN or something. And I'm like, I'm not paying, you know, I'm not buying Peacock to to see this game or some other streaming service to catch this game because I'm I'm the casual observer, you know, if, if you're a Purdue grad or something, you know, you're going to pay for it so you can see your team. But if you're just a casual fan, I mean, you're not going out of your way and I'm not going to go out of my way. You're probably not either, but you know, that's a game we would have watched if it had been on, you know, regular TV. So 
just a little rant there. Just horrible, horrible exposure for for men's basketball in in the Big Ten. Um, but some of the other games I'm looking forward to: Kentucky at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is a team that's really playing well right now. They just won at Alabama. Kentucky, you know, you know, one week, you know, they're cap- They look like a team that'll get to the Final Four, and the next week they look like they're gonna. You know, if they were in the NIT, they lose in the first round. So, um, if 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 the if the good Kentucky team shows up, that could be a very entertaining game because Kentucky can score like crazy, uh, and also they don't play any defense. <laughs> so that that game might not. Uh, I wouldn't be actually all that shocked if that game gets into the 90s. Uh, that's going to be up up and down and a lot of offense. Um, <clears throat> New Mexico at Utah State. If you're if you're a Wake Forest, Pitt, um, even Virginia now at this point, and and you're watching other bubble teams, uh, you're rooting for Utah State here because New Mexico is a team that lost to a, a 200-plus net Air Force team a couple weeks ago, and they're trending towards, you know, getting left out of the tournament. And if they lose to Utah State, you know, have a bad performance in the Mountain West Conference tournament, that might be a bubble spot that you can take advantage of uh tennessee it's it's south carolina uh south carolina you talked about them matthew um what a tremendous you know season that they've that they've had and uh you know we'll see if tennessee can go to south carolina and come out of there with a victory you kind of feel like if tennessee wins both of these games this week uh they're gonna they might be that fourth number one seed uh barring maybe going out in their opening round at the SEC tournament. And then uh, the other game I'm looking at is UConn at Marquette. Um, The last time they played, if I remember, UConn pretty easily handled Marquette. But, you know, Marquette at home, uh, that should be a really really entertaining game. And then, you know, UConn, when I think when they're fully healthy, I, I think they're the best team in the country. And they might be the best team in the country on a given day by you know, seven or eight points. That's how, that's how good I think the big East uh, UConn is. A heck of a, heck of a rundown there. A heck of a rundown there. Jeff, quick, quick, quick question. As we, as we, we're getting close to the stretch here. How many teams do you see in the NCAA and the NIT from the ACC? Um, I, I, I still think the ACC is going to be looking at five or six uh, bids for the NCAA tournament. Um, my confidence has wavered a, a little bit, though, uh, because of the week Wake Forest had, uh, because of the way Virginia, you know, has just really fallen off the pace over the last few weeks. I mean, they're just getting blown out. Um in a lot of these games, I mean, they were very fortunate to win at Boston College. Had they lost to Boston College, um, I would probably not have them in the in the field. I mean, they've got to find a way to make sure they beat uh, to beat Georgia Tech. But if if they take care of Georgia Tech in that final game, I, th- I think Virginia, uh, regardless of what happens in the ACC tournament, will will sneak into the to the big dance. And I think that. That fifth bid 
um, could come down to Pittsburgh and and Wake Forest. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, right now has a net of 44, and I think it's going to probably move up into the low 40s, uh, high 30s with this week if they knock off Florida State and NC State. But same as with Wake Forest, if Pittsburgh loses either one of those games, if Wake Forest gets upset by Georgia Tech, uh, if Virginia gets upset by Georgia Tech, okay, I think that's pretty unlikely that Georgia Tech would win both of those games. But, I mean, if it did happen, you know, it's it's it gets harder and harder to justify, you know, more than North Carolina, Duke, and and Clemson because the teams just aren't doing what they need to do to to get into the to the big dance. So what I do think will happen, though, I think we'll end up with five in the end. I think Virginia's going to make it, and uh, I think the other the other team, the fifth team, will be either Pittsburgh or Wake Forest. And there's still a chance that <clears throat> that Pittsburgh and Wake Forest uh, make the field because a lot will depend on the tournament. Um, when you're looking at the NIT, uh, I think Syracuse is is a great candidate for the. The NIT, I think they just they got a little they just got a little too much they got to do to get into the NCAA tournament. Um, North Carolina State, I think, can get into the NIT. Uh, Florida State, I, th- I think, is is not really post not really looking at the postseason the way they're playing. Probably the only other team I think can can get into the NIT if they finish strongly, and 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 maybe having a. The, the slimmest of outside chances at an at-large NCAA bid is is Virginia Tech, um, because Virginia Tech does does have you know three quad one wins. If they can get to 500, if they can sweep the last two weeks, you know sit 18, 18 and 13, you know going into the ACC tournament and 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 make a run, make a run there at least maybe to the semis. They they might get into the picture, but I I think I you know I agree with you, Matthew. They're, they're probably looking more NIT than than um, NCAA realistically. Yeah, I think I, I think Virginia Tech would have to actually make it to the finals of the ACC tournament just to yeah. just to get on the bubble. Actually, is that's that's I mean I'm I'm I don't even think they'd get consideration. Uh, for getting for getting into the ACC tournament because uh, and I'm talking here a little slightly biased and jarred here, but I've seen Virginia Tech get just not get kids not get consideration before, even though they've done good things in the ACC tournament. Like if you recall, a couple of years ago when Virginia Tech won the ACC tournament, they had to basically win the ACC tournament to get in, and I was kind of floored by that. That's what they said afterwards that. If they had not won the ACC tournament, they would not have been in. So, but so that was their only entry point. And I kind of think that it's it's kind of close for that. Kind of close for that. Kind of close for that. I mean, until they played, lost to Notre Dame, they had avoided the bad loss. But now, but there's there there's not enough good not enough goodwill there. I think for the Hokies to get hope for the Hokies to get into the NCAA tournament, so they may be able to. Could be could be able to host a round or two maybe in Blacksburg. The NCA determines who uh, gets to host things, host those sorts of events. And I think Castle always provides a good, as you've seen, Jeff. In fact, Castle always puts it provides a good TV environment for people here. Jeff, open microphone. I kind of went off a lot earlier, so I'm going to be really, really short. Really, really. Oh no, hold it. We're not quite there at open microphone yet. 
one other question. I want to. I wanted to ask you, Jeff, how excited are you about ACC football? I mean, from you know, honestly, Matthew, I'm I'm not as excited as I would have been in years past. Uh, I, I'm I'm really enjoying the college basketball season. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying that there's still a semblance of competitive fairness to it. Um, you know, as far as like the schools I personally root for, like like Georgia Tech, I'm I'm optimi- I'm excited to watch them play um, because they have a great offensive line, you know, coming largely back intact. Uh, I think Haynes King, uh, along with 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 drones there at Virginia Tech, are the two best returning quarterbacks uh, in the league. And you know, personally, uh, you know, I think that. Uh, you know, Georgia Tech has a very difficult schedule again, but I think they are under Brent Key starting to turn, really, truly turn the corner. So from that standpoint, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, Clemson, you know, the other school I, I really root, really root for and see how, you know, that final drive against Kentucky has um, you know adds to the confidence of Cade Klubnick as a as a quarterback. Um, you know most of the year he he'd been kind of inconsistent. He'd shown flashes, but there he he that might have been the drive that kind of defined you know where he could take it. You know they should have some good incoming uh, receivers who can start to stretch the field, which is what Clemson has really been lacking. Um, you know I think this is upcoming. This season, I think there's a big opportunity for Virginia Tech to, to maybe have a chance to be the Louisville of this season and, and be uh, a team to really watch for. So individually, I'm, I'm excited to see some teams play. Um, the conference itself as a whole in college football, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of down on I'm down on it. And, and it's because, you know, you have these early season games like Clemson. And, and Georgia, <clears throat> you have uh, Miami playing Florida in some of these early season games and these other out-of-conference games. And, you know, I really don't – you know, this is the cynic in me now is after last season, and I'm going to talk about it in my rant too, I don't it, – it's gotten to the point where it doesn't even matter if you win these games. Um, you know, hey, did the, the ACC – how did they do against the SEC – it doesn't even matter if they win the games <laughs> last year. I mean, they had a winning record against the SEC, and it didn't count for anything. And there, there is no – it's like there almost is no changing to the narrative anymore because we're just so far, you know, out of – out in left field the way we look into it. And I'm going to just jump right into my open mic. You know, we, we know that the league itself, the ACC, has – been there with national championship i mean right at the end of the 2018 season i mean clemson was on equal footing with alabama and maybe even better after that blowout national championship win and and we now we've got the acc trying to carve out a couple of bids and you got the the big 10 and the sec just going so far out there with their their request to the playoffs, like preposterous stuff, you know, asking for, for 
auto having asking for more auto bids than anyone else asking for buys for their two championship i mean this stuff is completely and and utterly ridiculous what they're asking for i mean the acc as it's currently constructed i mean we're not talking about in if something happens in a few years and Florida State and a bunch of teams leaves or whatever, that's that's totally different. But the ACC, as it's c- currently constructed, with the teams that are currently in the league, should not be receiving fewer bids or being treated as like a second-class citizen, you know, just because uh, some of their schools have smaller fan bases. Let me tell you something here, Matthew. Now, this, I'm, this is counting as my rant. Let me pull something up here that was said by, uh, you know, they had Big 12 and ACC coaches that really, you know, were, were, were upset at some of these proposals from the SEC and Big 10. And and here was one um, from, from one of the coaches. What the Big 10 and SEC are asking for, it's like having, like the NFL saying, the Cowboys get a buy since they have more fans than the Bengals. How preposterous is that? I mean, it doesn't get any simpler than that. I mean, in, in what sport are we awarding bids based on, you know, stadium size and, and TV ratings? I mean, if we're going to play this game, you know, why, why don't the, the Big East, Big 12, and ACC say, hey, give us eight bids each? in the NCAA men's basketball tournament, because over the last decade, we're winning all the titles, have the majority of the final four teams. And um, I don't know if I didn't look at this week's poll, but I know in a, a couple of weeks ago that, you know, the, the SEC and big 10 only had two of the top 11 teams in the country. So why don't we just auto bid for the more dominant basketball leagues? Of, of course you would never do that because it's ridiculous. I mean, and what they what they asked for the previous week just completely undermines the credibility at every level of of college football. And and the great fear is if they get their way in football, they're going to try to do it in basketball, which would is be even more ridiculous because those aren't even like the best. They don't even have the best programs, you know, in men's college basketball. I mean, I, I don't know what they're afraid of. Or, or what they're trying to do because they're going to get most of the bids anyways. We, we saw that last year with, with, you know, Alabama getting in by, you know, the, the egregious mistake they made by putting Alabama into the field. So we know they're still going to get three or four teams each into the field, but them trying to manipulate the system in the way that they're doing is, is just, is unbelievable. And, and, you know, going back to your original question, am I excited for football? And I mean, I have to say in, in some ways, you know, not not as excited as I would have been in the years past because you've got two conferences who are completely destroying the credibility of the sport for, for some unknown reason. Oh, well, we know the reason. It's a money grab and they have no shame in, in trying to keep any kind of competitive semblance to, to it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about some individual things. I, I still like watching football, but, you know, it, is my fandom where it was 10 years ago, five years ago? Um, 
I had to say, quite honestly, probably not. I'm, I'm actually enjoying college basketball far more than than college football, or until at least when the Big Ten and SEC try to destroy that too. <laughs> oh my God, that was cynical, and you sound like you belong in D.C. So it, you sounded like me there on tonight, Jeff. <laughs> you sounded like me. I, I will tell well, you. I mean, I just hate to see two conference. I mean, we already know it's a business. No one's arguing that. You know, it's not just like pure fun. It hasn't been for, you know, decades. But when you see two conferences so blatantly try to destroy everything, it's it's hard not to be cynical about it. <laughs> I, I am just going to tell you this because I am excited for the first time in a long time to watch Virginia Tech football. I've, I mean, really excited, Jeff, because – the defensive line is going to be like it was, I want to say, in the mid-2000s. It's going to be really, really tough. The corners are deep. You know Virginia Tech's reputation with developing corners. I think there are at least three on, on that team that will get looks at the in the NFL. Uh, they found a linebacker from Middle Tennessee for a Mike linebacker. It's going to be the best defense in Blacksburg, I think, that has been there in several years. There are lots of players coming back on the skill positions. I think Virginia Tech's quarterback is going to get noise for the for the Heisman this year, Jeff. I'm, I'm actually dead serious about that. I haven't been able to say that for a while. I would like Virginia Tech to find a tight end. I'll say that. I would like to I would like to Virginia Tech to find a tight end, but the run it rushing game is going to be solid. The receivers are all back. I, I'm I'm legit excited about Virginia Tech football, and I think Virginia Tech has a good chance to be a nine or ten win, and even a ten win team. I'm going to say that even a ten win team. And I think that you know it was our friend uh, who is it, Big Game Boomer, you know uh, the the guy from uh, Oklahoma. I mean, I think he was perhaps a little over-optimistic saying a dark horse for the college football playoff because I don't think Virginia Tech's in that category. <clears throat> but I think it's going to be the best season that you've seen in Blacksburg in a long time, and I'm actually incredibly, exci- incredibly excited for it, Jeff. I think it will be fun. You watched, the, you watched the defense last year, Jeff. You saw the strides that were taken at a certain point in the season, and I think they're going to be a bunch of ball hawks and a bunch of players storming to the ball. And it's going to be hard to do a lot on Virginia Tech's defense this year, Jeff. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm yeah, excited. I, I think Virginia Tech is definitely one of the teams to watch uh, this year in, in the ACC. No doubt about it. I'm excited, you know. And I, I haven't been, I haven't really said that in a while about hockey football, where you've kind of, kind of feel really, kind of feel really excited. One quick thing. One quick question before before we exit. Before we exit, Jeff, give us a brief update on ACC baseball. Who's hot? Who's not? Um, I mean, let me pull this up because it changes uh, minute by by set minute each day. And and I the, the site that I always check out. I just give it a plug. WarrenNolan.com. I mean, this is like my go to um, college baseball basketball uh site on on seeing how where um you know how teams are doing in the in the acc and across the country um 
the ACC, and we we talked about it, I think on our last podcast, or I've mentioned it on the on Twitter, definitely. Um, the ACC is off to an a absolutely unbelievable start at a conference. Um, they are leading the country in non-conference winning percentage, just ahead of the SEC. I mean, look at this, Matthew. The ACC is an incredible 118 and 29 at a conference for an 80 percent winning percentage. Um, the SEC also doing quite amazing, uh, 129 and 33. Um, this brings me to another point, Matthew. I mean, considering how dominant the SEC and ACC are in college baseball, shouldn't they just award you know 10 bids each automatically? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they um, don't play baseball like in Wisconsin or Minnesota or you know those sorts of places. I'm being, I'm kidding, of course. But yes, yes, and your point's well taken. I mean, if you, if you that, get- that's exactly Matthew, that's, that's exactly my point. You know, they don't play in places like Wisconsin, the Big Ten. You know, I'm looking at their record; it's 76 and 59. You know, for 56 percent. I mean, that's. They don't deserve to be on equal footing with the ACC and SEC. I mean, isn't that what, what we're trying to do in the other sports? Okay, never mind. I've been talking about that too sarcastic. Sarcast. You know, you, you're, you sound like you're fitting in quite well in D.C. tonight, Jeff. So I <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate you taking the role that I normally take on the, <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, I guess I had mine in the mine in the first segment in the first segment when I was talking about Louisville and Kenny Payne. You do, have, yeah. you do have to watch that press conference. Oh, like, you have to check like that you out. You have to watch that whole thing for ten minutes because I'm telling you, Jeff. I'm like, man, this guy, this guy. I almost wanted to send out a search party. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um. <laughs> I should have updated the post to say that. All right. Well, Jeff, have a great week, friend. It's always fun chatting here with you. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoyed it as always, Matthew.